friend in the theater and the usher nods me in. They know me here. I descend down the staircase behind the movie screen that only select people know about. The door at the bottom opens and I walk in. The sound of movie spoilers fill the air. The barkeep has my drink ready and motions me to the back. The rest of the crew are here already. This is my type of place and these are my type of people. Join me as we discuss the inner secrets of cinema. Have a seat in the spoiler room. I know you didn't just kidnap son of a bitch. Well, we'll we'll start this proper, and we can just keep talking. So, I uh, hope you start this with him saying that line. I hope this that's is how this starts. You know, it's it's pretty loose. Again, I, you can almost include any of this. I can, I just we'll just roll with it. Yeah, fine. I don't know. I just started re- recording at some point. Just shit in that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good, dude. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of the Jackass films, but well, I can be enough of a oh. fan for you and a few other people too. I yeah, can't breathe when those movies are on. I'm laughing too fucking hard. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan. My friends tried to get me into them, um, and I like him. I like any. I I, I said, oh, Henry Rollins thinks they're okay, so I'll check them out. And they took me, even though I can't see 3D. They took me to the 3D one. That was some of the best 3D still in the theaters ever. It was shot with the Panavision Genesis. And every now and then I would kind of like chuckle a little bit, but then I'd just like stop. And I was like, and they'd say like, what'd you think? I'm like, eh, it was all right. It's still not my thing. I kind of just feel like I've been watching YouTube clips for an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) And they, um, and they asked if any, if any of the parts grossed me out. Remember, I only saw the third one. If any of the parts grossed me out, and I said, uh, "Yeah, the sweatsuit." Oh, dude, you got to see fart helmet. The sweatsuit. <laughs> the sweatsuit was, one, was the one bit where they actually saw me take my head, turn my head away, and went, "Oh, I gotta, guys, like, I gotta, I gotta, like, turn away from this shit." <laughs> fart helmet's the worst. <laughs> fart helmet. Yeah, dude. He, uh, um, who I don't remember who wore it, but they put up they they. They put a um like a hose into like a Wolo's old school fishbowl. Oh like. yeah, I no, I I seen. I think I've seen the clip. Yeah, because my they, friends, even though they wouldn't, couldn't get me to watch the movies all the way through, they just like start to like fire up the clips when I was on, uh, over. Yeah. It's got to be Steve-O because he pukes inside it, so it's probably Steve. Oh yeah, they like, the like, like, hey, watch this. I'm gonna piss Scotty off. <laughs> they just like start him off. We're talking about YouTube. I always look up videos of people throwing up on YouTube. That's like the funniest thing to me. <laughs> oh, I know. I got my fill of throw up from the Vomit Doll trilogies. So thank you, Derek. It's and different than that. Why dude. are you thanking me? Slaughter what do we have to do with this, Mark? Because you got them on your Plex, and so they were available, so I had to watch them. <laughs> I, I, saw Slaughter, I, saw, I saw the first one. We, oh, well, okay, all right. I can take some blame for the fourth one because we watched that for a bonus episode. Yes, we watched the fourth one, which he went to me he's like, "Hey, Mark, you want to watch the fourth one?" I'm like, "There's a fourth one." I think there, I think I have a um, I think I have a video a, a review of the first one. 
somewhere, like when I was doing that. Uh, yeah, there it is. 31 Days of Horror. I was doing it for your thing. You're not I missing still- anything by not seeing Vomit Gore 4. What was it? The Black Mass of the Nazi Sex Wizard? Yes. Yes. I can't <laughs> believe I remembered that title. <laughs> Pretty great title. Uh, it's yes, not on, a good on, my, on, my, on my scale, I labeled Slaughtered Vomit Dolls disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> The understatement of the <laughs> I was I was mildly disappointed. <laughs> I just saw that. I mean, this is my first time looking at the review in like how many years I see disappointing. I'm like, there was just what? not enough corn. I was I, I was hoping for more corn. Maybe second 2014. I think the the proper review for any of them would be hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm like going on yeah. to say that the director I liked I liked black metal veins, but that this was it's like it says it's a short as a film is not meant to be watched from the beginning to end with the audience's attention glued to the screen. Here's the thing with that film which surprised the hell out of me, and I've had this conversation with Derek was one thing that caught me though with that film, especially the first one was actually how good the practical gore effects were. Not the vomit part, but the, the, the gore effects, like the decap, you know, the cutting off the arms and stuff like the actual practical gore effects in those films look really freaking good and better well, than that's some, because you know, you know who, do, who did that, right? Was that Mills? No, Marcus hmm. Koch, who did oh. all the American guinea pig stuff and the hundred tears and all that. Yeah, he does all that stuff. That's him. Yeah. Steve Biro has been doing those American guinea pig films. And, uh, <laughs> they're terrible. The films that I've seen are terrible. And I, yeah, well, I, and I, I know Steve. And he was, he was the one who was initially showing me the gore stuff. And I was just like, what do you think of this? I, think, I said, I think people are going to throw up. Really? You think so? He was all excited. Isn't and, that special? <laughs> and he, but, and he, I, I think I was invited off to the set to try to, do something for the first one, uh, book, what was it, bouquet of blood and gore, and I think yeah. that uh, it was, I think it was Jim Van Bever doing the effects on that, or at least helping out. Oh, no, it was Marcus Koch. He did on that, that one too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it, well, and, and and I know Van Bever was there in some capacity, even if it was just sitting in the corner drinking. <laughs> I believe he was a DP. I think uh, Van Bever was the DP. Yeah, and so I was invited. I didn't get around to it, and you know, he's like. You know what is that? I says, I says, I says, Steve, we like each other a lot, but you know that this is, that's not my speed. <laughs> so, but but I'm I'm really glad it's it, their success. So good for you, buddy. <laughs> but no, I'm not watching them. You know, not out of, and I'm not 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 saying that they're probably terrible movies or anything. I wouldn't know. I mean, I would not be able to give them a fair shake. It's just not my thing. Well, Mark and I watched a real humdinger the other night. Oh yeah. Oh, Atlanta Ri- Atlantic Rim three. No, it oh, was one of those I'm American guinea pig one. movies. <laughs> rim. It was, hmm? What, Andrew? <laughs> laughing at the word rim. Oh, rim. <laughs> oh, rim. <laughs> uh, whoa, rim. He said rim. Yeah, no, yeah. my my there's grandma. A, there's my grandparents a... had a, a friend named Dave Rimmer. That. <laughs> wow. Right. That that that's good if you're into porn or Red Dwarf. But anyway, yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> that could be fitting for either one. But the, I hardly was, know her. There was a, there was a, on the last riff tracks they did of Crawl that you refused to go to, Mark. Yes, I did. You went? 
No, I refuse to go okay, to. Yes, I have a good story to follow this up. So uh, I'm going to let you say this, but I got something that's going to that's going to blow the socks off you guys. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sure it will. Okay, cool. The the I'm just going to say it real quick. Then you know they have these little things before the show where they're kind of like the joke trivia things of uh before the movies because they have the, but they're like joke things for, written by the Rift Tracks people. Like this is a something you didn't know about movies and stuff like this, and it'll be some joke. One of the things that made me think of you, I even took a picture of it, but I forgot to send it to you, Mark. It said, Atlantic Rim is the exact same thing as Pacific Rim, except except three hours later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So we were flipping through Amazon Prime one day, the, the girls and me, and uh, we came across uh, Krull on there. And it's not good. <laughs> and they're looking, and they're looking at the cover, and they're going, "What is that, Dad?" I'm like, "That's Kroll. That's uh, a, the, but but what is that on the cover?" And they're obviously talking about the glaive, and I'm like, "Well, that's the that's the main weapon of the main good guy." And my daughter looks at me and goes, "So he uses a fidget spinner as a weapon?" <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And I shit myself. I was laughing so goddamn hard. I couldn't even breathe. That was the first thing when I saw fidget spinners. I'm like, holy crap. It's a glaive. I know. It's a glaive. I can put blades on this and I can make it a weapon. Yes. Fucking nerds. <laughs> but in all seriousness, Mark. Crawl is not a, and I'm I'm the guy who will sing the praises of Space Hunter until I'm blue in the face. But Crawl is not that good. <laughs> uh, okay, well we could agree to disagree, Mr. Disagree. Vice Academy. Uh, but, but, <laughs> oh, that cut a little deep. That was, I think Mark's trying to cut a promo on your ass. Fair, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, you know, it's my episode 200, though. Uh, you know. Whatever. <laughs> it's just going to look like it may just be us. Glenn, unfortunately, is not going to be able to make it. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Well, he's stuck at, at work in that. so And he couldn't get the rig up? Yeah, he, <laughs> I think he's too busy. No, I don't think Glenn has a problem with getting his rig up. I no, I don't think he does busy. either. But, Can we please know. not talk about his... Well, the fucker's not even here. Man. What? Talk about his rig while he's not here? I'll, I'll let him know we talked about his rig. <laughs> No, but I know he was going to try to hook something up at work. So, so, yeah, so. But I thank you guys for co- you guys making it for this 200th episode. So this is kind of cool. Uh, just shooting the shit. Yeah, I had actually not a whole lot of plans outside of um, possibly you bringing a movie. And I, I know how Andrew felt about this. Uh, but, you know, bringing a movie that made you so angry and made you want to punch someone in the dick. And that's because it's from episode 100. Why the dick, Mark? Why the dick? Well, that's what it was mentioned in episode 100 when we were talking about, because Brad, who is still going to try to make it tonight if he can, uh, Brad mentioned on how uh, Lucy had made him so, well, not Lucy itself, but the concept of people only use 10% of their brain made him so angry he wanted to punch someone in the dick. Nerds! Nerds! (laughs) No, uh... (laughs) Robert Carradine's so, in here. And then, <laughs> and then Doc, who also uh, is either going to try to make it tonight or record something for the episode. Uh, Doc, he sat there and goes, hey, that's the episode for episode 200. Movies that make you so mad you want to punch someone in the dick. 
Uh, so, but you don't have to do that. You don't have to bring up a movie that makes you want to punch someone in the genitals. That's that's fine. Uh, I kind of have one. But... <laughs> oh, I didn't even have to think about it. It popped in my head. It's immediately the moment Mark said something. Yeah, what, uh, what, what was the movie? No. <laughs> Wait, wait, what did you just say? Vice Academy? No. Nah. <laughs> Puppet Master? No. Nah. Not Halloween 7, I know that. So. Ooh, I, wa- Ooh, I just watched that recently. <laughs> tell, tell us what, what you told, what you said, Derek. What, what, what was the movie that made you so angry? You want to punch okay, let's, in the let's, genitals. Let's, let's uh, close our eyes and enter the world of imagination, folks. Let's take a step <laughs> back in time. We had this little-known director named Rob Zombie who had said for years upon years upon years, I will never make any remakes. (laughs) Never, ever, ever make any remakes. Then somebody flashed a whole shitload of cash, and he's like, yeah, I'll make Halloween. (laughs) And um, I watched it. Everyone hated it, and I actually kind of liked it. And I was like, ah, they're making a sequel. I'm going to go to the midnight screening of that. Ooh, nice. So I go to the midnight screening of Halloween 2, or H2 as they were, you know, touting it. And I go in there, and I I start watching it. And I don't know if you guys remember exactly, because I'm sure most everyone's bleached their brains out of this fucking movie. Um, The whole beginning is like a remake of Halloween 2. Yeah. Then they pulled the rug out and said, nah, it's just a dream. Yep. At that point, I'm like, fuck you! <laughs> then, then some cow, they hit, the way that fucking Michael Myers gets out is they, the people transporting him hit a cow and a guy, <laughs> a guy that's almost gutted because of the accident says fuck for three minutes straight. <laughs> and then Michael Myers kills him and then he proceeds to just wander about in the middle of the of fucking nowhere through fields for like a half hour. I walked out of that movie. Not, I, I mean, a lot of people dogged that movie because, you know, it had the really weak symbolism of, you know, his mom and the white force and all this. That stuff didn't bother me at all. It was, that movie was weak as shit. It was just weak as shit. And I remember walking out of there madder than I'd ever been at paying money to go see a movie. That movie, I don't know if I, I think I've tried to revisit it once. And I still was like, yeah, this movie just fucking sucks. This is just a pile of horse shit. There's some good stuff in it. Like, I like Malcolm McDowell's, uh, the angle they took with Malcolm McDowell's character, uh, with Loomis. I think that's pretty, actually fairly realistic as to what would probably happen with that character. Um, mm-hmm. but other than that, what a pile of horse shit. I was so fucking pissed off. I was so fucking pissed off. To this day, I, I, when I hear people like defend that movie, I'm like, you're full of shit. You can't honestly feel that way. You just that, that I don't believe you. I that's not. I'll say this though, dude. The making ofs on both of the Halloween uh, Blu-rays are pretty great. Yeah, no, I agree with you. 100%. I don't think the movies are that great, but like those, the making ofs, I really like. I actually want sit and watch those sometimes. Yeah, well, it's rare. Other than outside of like Trauma and Lloyd Kaufman's documentaries, he does for his movies that you see that bare of a depiction of uh, not only quote unquote an auteur somebody you know somebody that's helming this stuff and that is the figurehead for these movies 
kind of being a dick <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> you don't see that often. So it's kind of, I, I actually agree with you. I think those are much better than either of the two movies. <laughs> well, they always want to try to paint them in a positive light usually. And so you don't see what really goes on in some of those behind the scenes stuff. Everybody's like playing to the camera. So. Yeah, and or they or the or the studio gets the the uh, lawyers in there and yeah, oh, you can't show that you can't show that. That's why you get commentaries where parts are bleeped out and such. And yeah, yeah but no, I'm mostly agreeing with Derek on that one. Um, I because I, I also went to see the uh, Rob Zombie's first Halloween, and I was skeptical. I said, "Oh, I'll give him a shot," because he has done good movies. And I know he's a big fan of horror and stuff, but we'll see it. And I left there. I was shocked. I actually loved the first Halloween that he did. Now, what I would think of it today, I have to revisit it, honestly. It's been way too long since I saw it. But when I first saw that, holy cow, I was through the, over the moon for that. And I said, it, I said, this is brilliant. It, it, I think, don't think it's better or worse. I think you should put it side by side with the other movies. Um, Halloween two, I was really excited about for it. And I was doing Film Geek Central at the time, uh, the first podcast I did with my buddy Austin Kennedy. And um, we, I went to, and I, I and my friends met me for the to, at the theater for the movie, and they could tell right at the beginning. They just look over at me and they just see me shaking my head. I'm like, <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope, like everything. It was like more extreme than the first, and it would just felt. My thing was actually was that I didn't like was that so much of it just felt like a crappy retread slasher. One of the things I give credit for for the movie, I don't think it's good. I don't think the movie is good. One thing I will give credit for is the symbolism and everything. And I'm like, I give him credit. He made the most depressing fucking slasher movie I've ever seen. <laughs> this is a that is a very depressing movie. Nobody gets out okay, and you know, like especially like with characters that I really like, like Daniel Harris's character and everything. I'm like, oh man, come on, was that? Did we even need to go there? And you know, it was, um, but uh, it was a very depressing movie. But it was also I'm like, there are parts of it, I'm like there are parts of this movie that are really ballsy. Where he said, if I'm going to be the one, because originally I guess he did the movie because. He knew some, otherwise somebody else would. Which oh. I don't quite understand. He said somebody else. behind it, that. It was, it, it was Dimension. Yeah, they'd get somebody. You know, they'd get some, some guy they could get cheap to do it. What you know, he and he probably saw, about? he probably saw it. He probably says, well, you know, well, let's try something. And I will give him this. He tried something with all that weird downbeat symbolism thing. But that was like part of the movie. And the other part was this thing you were talking about, Derek, where it, it just felt like this cheap, crappy retread. And that was the part more than anything where I was like, ugh, get me. I, I wanted, it was one of those movies where I really wanted to get up and leave. I really wanted to get up and leave. And I, 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 I agree with you on Malcolm McDowell. He was good in the movie. I, but again, I wish... They would have just left it at one movie because I love his arc in the original Halloween. Well, Rob Zombie's original Halloween, uh, where at the end he kind of realizes he comes to tur- he's confronted with this his own predatory style uh, nature, and he says at the end, "I failed you, Michael." And I, I liked that. You know, that was a good 
way to end it, you know, and then he gets attacked and stuff, and you don't know what happens to him for sure. But no, they kind of just, yeah, it was, I'm, I'm babbling, but yeah, it's, I, I, I'm in mostly in agreement with, uh, Derek. I think Rob Zombie gets credit for trying something new there in some spots, but in other parts, he obviously didn't give a shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Andrew, were you disappointed with the Halloween 2 Rob Zombie, or did you not care for either? Um, I'm trying to remember. I know I went out to see it. I went out to see everything yeah. that he did. Um, because, you know, I'm like, I feel like he's a horror geek, you know, um, mm-hmm. but he also is a good artist. Like I always, even when he was, I saw, I saw white zombie and concert, uh, a friend of mine took me to, cause he knew I like, he would appreciate all the, um, the imagery on stage, you know what I'm saying? Like all the stuff and there's like, he was like, yeah, the lyrics of this song are about this movie. And I'm like, uh, all he keeps saying is, meow. So I don't, <laughs> I don't really get those lyrics, but like, um, I it's did. something, it's something about monsters and cars. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it was just really, really super white. And I didn't like appreciate that, but I did enjoy all the, um, so yeah, I saw all of them. Um, let me see. I remember being with it up until it weirdly just started like straight copy the old Halloween at one point. Like it stopped, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The first, the, the remake. Yeah. Um, yeah. where it's just I'm like gonna... a sped up version of the original movie. It was weird. I'm like, okay, well it's kind of the way I feel about cover songs. You know, it's like, um, if you're not going to go exactly, then go off in your own direction and maybe stay there. Uh, that's what I usually like best about remakes too. But, um, I, uh, I'm still I'm still with him. I mean, his movies aren't even the worst ones aren't as bad as his fans are. So like <laughs> I think that um I feel the same way about Kevin Smith. <laughs> like he they always slam Jersey Girl. I'm like, "Really? Jersey Girl's not as lame as you are." <laughs> Holy shit, man. Going back to Kevin Smith's movies, I just rewatched um it was on Amazon Prime Silent Bob or Jane Silent Bob Strikes back. Strikes oh, back. Holy shit, is that a pile of fucking trash? <laughs> that is garbage. I was going to say, I don't revisit any of the... Yeah, no. Um, my my favorite, Rob Zombie, definitely hands down the Lords of Salem and Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying um, like the uh, Tusk and... Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? Red State? Yoga? Oh, Red State. Yeah, Red State and yeah. Tusk. Yeah, those two I really enjoyed. Yeah, weirdly, day. I'm I'm on board with the um with the with the weird you know human centipedish horror thing. I I was like, you know, what? name a director that just <laughs> like just said fuck you to everything they'd done. And just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, That's what I appreciated with it, especially with Tusk. Because after I saw Tusk, I'm like. That was pretty cool. One, I enjoyed the movie because it was just twisted. But two, I was like, you know, that's actually pretty cool. The di- This director who went from indie to being, you know, a big deal for a while, went and made this film that is not going to be a commercial film <laughs> that he based off of his podcast. Right. Well, let's even think even think back. What was he? What was the big criticism of Kevin Smith early in the day was, well, he can write funny dialogue but he's not a director it was always mm-hmm. the uh, the thing i said he's a really static boring director and then he does red state 
does the greatest thing where he sells the rights to himself, <laughs> which everybody got pissed off at, and I thought that is fucking punk. I love it. Just <laughs> yeah, rubs on me and keeps. And he did that, and then he did, and he did Tusk, which, as you say, he just did it off like one of like right off the podcast. Personally, I still can't make it through Tusk, but um, the stuff he's been doing lately, he proved with these movies, though I think. Oh no, he said he can direct. He's, he actually has a pretty good eye and a pretty good sense of pacing and everything like that. So I think he's good. Yeah, I just don't want to see any more of those like potty mouth rednecks or, you know, talky bad guys ever from Rob Zombie. You know, <laughs> same way I'm not, just... I'll be honest with you. I don't really get, care about the new. Oh, we're doing a we're doing a second Devil's Rejects. I'm like, you mean the third House of a Thousand Corpses? First of all, <laughs> why don't they just call it "Give Me Money, Mouth Breathers"? I yeah. know that's exactly. what it, I, I have no exactly. real interest in it. I'm like, I thought I figured pretty definitively they ended the movie uh, when they did Devil's Rejects. Uh, to me, 31 just felt like a retread. So, and I'm not I'm like the first one. I don't really want to like whine and whine and whine about this because I, then I start sounding like one of the fanboys and such, but it's like, you know, I know, but it's like, I know he can do better because I've seen him do better. I've I thought house of a thousand corpses was great. As I said, the original Halloween, the, his version of Halloween that he did, I thought was great. The first one, uh, Lords of Salem. I'm right there with you, Andrew. No one likes that. I think it's brilliant. I love Lords of Salem. Well, that, it I'm makes a huge other fan stuff, of that movie. Yeah, it makes, it, too. it makes you mad when you see him go back to the well because you're like, well, wait, dude. He, yeah, he followed we... up Lords of Salem with 31, didn't he? I'm like, God yeah. damn, was come a big, on, that really? Was a, a letdown right there. I thought. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and apparently that was the one that was like funded by like through like Kickstarter or something. 31. Which I'm like one? Well, 31, yeah, 31. I'm like, if you got the funding yourself, that means you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? Do some fan service was what I thought he was doing. And that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. I for his I really dug I love Lords of Salem actually. I it felt like one where he actually was trying to make a film that was his, not, you know, opening to anyone. It really just felt like a film that he wanted to make this story and, and express himself and didn't really care how it was going to be received either way um, versus, yeah, 31. And, oh, you know, I like that cartoon that he did. Super Beast. Oh, Super Beast. Oh, Super, Super Beast was fun. Yeah. I, like oh, that. I could not make it through that movie. Oh, oh, I really? liked it. Oh, I could not. I, I it just didn't ring to me at all. It just didn't. I thought it was funny. I mean, I didn't. It's not a classic by any stretch, but I I had fun with it for ninety minutes. I liked that they did the whole joke at the end. Why did they have to rip off Carrie? <laughs> I liked that. I liked the even the little bits where the minion is in the elevator with the old guy trying to do small talk. <laughs> It, it was kind of like Ralph Bakshi, like a little bit. I thought, yeah, like, a little like Coonskin or something. Yeah, I, I, the why I'm looking forward to the next Devil Rejects movie is one simple reason: I'm going to go to see it for even if it's a bit part for Bill Oberus Jr. I really like him. He's an indie film actor. He's a nice guy. Uh, yeah, got to interview him. I really like him acting and the fact that he's going to be in a big film like this um i'm gonna watch it for him <laughs> well, i always like the cast that he picks he always picks yeah. like horror and cult film people 
Yeah. You wish you'd give him something better to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, like Captain Spaulding, in, in all honesty, for me, for House of a Thousand Corpses, I enjoyed it the best. I enjoyed the Captain Spaulding part the best. When it actually got into the house part, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. I, I still liked it, but I enjoyed the first act or first half of that film more so than the second half of House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, you know, like for me, it's like, I think what, what got me with that was, and I know some people like it, but there's the extraordinarily overlong tracking shot as we wait for him to shoot the guy. And I, you know, that's one of those where I was sitting there at the one point just going, are you ever going to shoot? Did you see it in the theater? Uh, no, I did not. I rented that was excruciating in the theater. See, oh, I, didn't, uh, I, didn't, I didn't mind that. I found the free bird scene to be excruciating. Yes, yeah, that oh, is yes. The, the downfall of that film. That is the, I actually, when I walk, that's another experience where I walked out of the theater and the guy I went with was just like, that was pretty good. I'm like, that, that ending was some bullshit though, right? Yeah, it was. That was some real bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it was, the food. it was like real, like literal fart smelling. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> that ending is literally one of is my least favorite ending of all time. Yeah, wow. that wasn't really a great ending at all. Um, could have done gone so many other ways with it, and they didn't. Uh, but so that's Derek's movie. Now, Andrew, I know you don't like going around punching people in dicks, but. Uh, did you have a movie like that was just so extraordinarily disappointing for you, uh, at all? I know, I know you don't hate on films usually either, but um, well, I I just said some things I didn't like. You know, it's true. Well, no, I know you did. No, uh, <laughs> but I was just wondering if there's another film besides, so if there was one in particular that you you know you kind of were looking forward to, but maybe was very extraordinarily disappointing for you. Uh, you'll have to come back to me. I'll, okay. I'll think about it. You'll have okay, to come Scotty, how about you? Well, I had, a, I, had so a, mad. I had a few things, honestly. Um, sure. well and uh, first of all, like it's not so much disappointing. That's not how I kind of read it. You just said things that make you so mad you want to punch somebody in the dick. I'm well, like, I put it, I put it that way to uh, Andrew because I know Andrew doesn't. And I was kind of like, well, that was like kind of like the thing that was like in like the original thing. I'm like, okay, what movie really made me angry? I'm middle aged now. Not a whole lot makes me angry. I kind of like you know, I'm kind of like believe like the Rollins thing, you know, went your range of emotions kind of d- diminishes a bit when you get older. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, true. you know, where you're like, where you're like your range of emotions when you're 20 is like, yay. And, Arr! and now when you, once you turn 40, it's like, ah, or, uh. <laughs> 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 but, but uh, so I'm kind of leaving that, but uh, um, there's one thing I, I said, was like, well, I know I get really pissed off when I see kind of hate propaganda done in like so-called faith-based, things that are actually like political propaganda, but I'm not going to go into those because I don't want this to turn into one of those shows. <laughs> so as a favor to Mark and everybody else, I won't even go into that. I appreciate uh, that. There you go. It's like, cause I can even tell him he's like, he's like, Oh no, <laughs> but no it's not going to do that. And like, uh, so when I first heard about it, I'm like, okay, well I know what I think is the worst movie, my personal pick for my worst movie. Um, and I just immediately went to my old Film Geek Central buddies. I'm like, can you remember anything I saw that really just, you know, pissed me off? Uh, movies that really pissed me off because my memory is not what it used to be. And um, 
you know, one guy says, uh, you really hated Midnight Madness. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I really did hate Midnight Madness. Um, <laughs> that really, that really, uh, pissed me off. And you really hated <laughs> Gone Girl. I'm like, yep, I really, oh shit, did I ever fucking hate Gone Girl? Oh, did you hit, did Gone, you really hate Gone, Gone Girl? Girl pissed, Gone Girl pissed me off because everybody's like, is, is like, just like, you know, blowing each other over this movie saying, oh, it's so brilliant. It's so brilliant. There is nothing in that movie that, separates it from a lifetime or hallmark channel mystery movie there is nothing well, there well, is the, nothing the, the, bloody, in that the bloody bedroom scene so who cares no so i'm just got, saying you don't see that spoilers mark it's got something that's break what's the name of the show so doogie gets hauser i so haven't they, seen it you ruined it for me mark i'm out of here rage quit <laughs> It's a, it's, it's, I mean, like, who, who, who cares? It's like got one thing to make it bloody, big whoopty do. As far as like the twist and everything, it is that's it, the movie was t- total BS. And it's uh, people. I mean, as soon as people started loving David Fincher, is like it, it, this wasn't planned, but it's around the same time that I started disliking his movies. You know, right around the time Benjamin Button and came out, everybody's like, "Ooh, he's so good!" I'm like, "Oh, my kid hates do- that movie." What? My kid hates that movie. Your kid is right. (laughs) Your kid has got a very good head on his shoulders. Yes, he does. Better than his father. uh, But like, because like he started doing stuff like that. Like, and like uh, Benjamin Button. Like, why did he do? Why did he do this? Damn, you know, he just did like cool stuff, like you know, Zodiac and Seven and everything like that. And why did he just do this? You know, this Forrest Gump movie. Which could have been good, but it isn't. Then he followed up with, I don't give a shit about the Facebook guy. And then, uh, remake of Girl with a Dragon Tattoo? Who cares? And then <laughs> Gone Girl, and who gives a crap? And I hated Gone Girl. That's one of my biggies. <laughs> my, but, so that's one of my biggies, but I was also gonna, just gonna talk about my pick for my worst movie of all time, even though I'm probably sure nobody else here saw it. Oh. Uh... Which is, um, well, I mean, it's not like it's a hard-to-find movie. It's actually really well-known, but it's just older. And I'm sure it's not in a lot of people's wheelhouse here. But my pers- whenever anybody asks me, well, what's your worst movie? I just have a, a p- stock answer. I just say, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band <laughs> from 1978. Wow. Um, <laughs> did you ever see this? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Oh, there we go. Okay, so, I mean, Andrew, I don't care. Andrew, have you seen it? yeah. I don't I mean, care if you're a huge Beatles fan or not. And I love 70s kitsch. I love 70s kitsch. People like, but some people like say like, wow, how did a crazy, mu- stupid musical like The Apple get made? I'm like, The Apple makes total sense when you think that movies like Sgt. Pepper were being released. And in fact, The Apple plays, in fact, The Apple plays like fucking Grease compared to <laughs> Sgt. Pepper. It's, it's a movie for the listeners out there. Where and to be fair, at this point the album was only a little over ten years old, but it was already a classic. And they had the rights to these Beatles Beatles songs, but not the original orchestrations. And so the guy who actually did Grease, uh, who is like the part of the Casablanca Records thing, did. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's what happened here said we're going to make a movie based on Sgt. Pepper because that was a concept album. But it's a very loose concept album. and But we're going to do a musical, and it's going to be a crazy adventure musical all done in, with Beatles music. You know what? Fine. You can do that. Okay. And then they hire for the group. They hire um, 
Peter Frampton, who I'm not a huge fan of, and the Bee Gees, who I'm also not a fan of. I'm a, I, I like a little more than when I first saw the movie because I've grown to appreciate them a little bit more, but I'm not a huge fan of them either. And they said, and we're going to have lots of guest stars and everything, and people are going to be in this movie. And some of these guest people that they have in the movie are really good. You've got, like, Alice Cooper showing up. He's really good, you know? You've got some really cool stuff, you know? Um, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire shows up. Billy Preston, you know, from the Beatles' heyday. You know, he shows up. And they're, But this the plot is, like, non-existent. Every orchestration is just terrible. Um, there, there, it, 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 There's no skill in the direction, which is crazy, because it's done by uh, Michael Schultz, who did things like car wash and stuff like that. Who he knew how to direct. In fact, he actually would eventually do a really fun, stupid, goofy musical, *The Last Dragon*, a few years later, which I think is a fantastic movie. Um, but he does this thing, and all the orchestration is bad. None of the direction is good. There's no characters to get behind. And you're just sat there looking at every single scene, wondering, what were they thinking? This is just, like, bad all the way through. Uh, Steve Martin has his first on-screen performance. He always says it's the Muppet movie. It's not. It's this. There's a reason why he says it's another movie besides this. And he played... He does. He plays a mad scientist, and he sings Maxwell's Silver Hammer uh, with a a backup of a bunch of lasers and some uh, dancing chorus boys in some very tight fitting Boy Scout uh, outfits. And it is the you're looking at this and like this is goofy, this is stupid, this is wrong. It's borderline offensive, and yet it's still probably the best scene in the movie. <laughs> I hate, 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 hate <laughs> Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And I love movies like this usually. This is coming from somebody where all these would ordinarily be pluses for me. But, I mean, I have seen Xanadu more times than you can imagine. But this is just horrible. I hate this movie. And so we can talk about that Oregon girl. Whatever you want. <laughs> wow. So how do you truly feel about this? <laughs> Andrew, how, how did you feel about Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hard Club band movie? I don't think I finished it. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I was just out of curiosity, you know, more than anything because I'd never seen it, you know, yeah, but Derek, I, I can, I can remember like, Thinking, I wonder if Beatles fans, you know, were pissed about that because it was, like, <laughs> you know, what I mean? no, they I they, they were writing they were writing furiously on their pads of paper and sending them into their favorite Beatles magazine because you didn't have the internet back then. So they, they no, but rage. I imagine they were pretty pissed off. But I'm, and I have to remind myself that even though Beatles were already legends, it was still fairly. I mean, it's not like an ensconced, you know, fifty-year-old album classic legend. It was like. The album was like a little over 10 years old. Sure, yeah. So it was kind of like probably how pissed that I was when they turned American Idiot into a Broadway musical. (laughs) (laughs) Derek, how about you? You're a music guy. What would you think of Sgt. Pepper's? I'm in the same boat that Andrew is. I don't think I ever finished that movie. Um, Really? One, this is probably going to be blasphemy, but I don't give a fuck. I hate the Beatles. 
Uh, I just, I, I think it's the most basic bitch band on the face of the planet. <laughs> wow. I've never, I, I just, it's been played out for me. I, when I hear people talk about the Beatles, I tune out. When I hear the Beatles, I tune out. And this movie will happen to be on TV one day. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking garbage. So I turned it off. So that those are my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's weird man that like the Beatles quit showing up for their own movies. Like, cause Yellow Submarine, that's not their voices of those of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I did not see Yellow Submarine yet, but I didn't know. Yeah, that. like it's a cartoon talking about the Beatles and and the you know the like I pull. It's not even them. <laughs> it's not even their voices. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't even voicing their. The own fuck voice. is that? I did not know that because I haven't. Wow. Seen no, because I haven't seen it yet. You know that I saw Help and I saw Hard no, Day's Night. Like, but... you know, I was gonna say they start out on Hard Day's Night Criterion. Then they're like, ah, we we can't show up for our own movies, and like, <laughs> then there's um, and there's Sergeant Pepper. They're not in that motherfucker either. Well, so they had all the other ones. They had the um, the one where you can't find it today is all this in World War Two, a documentary on World War Two, but in a goofy way and scored by with music of the Beatles. Wow, that was an actual theatrical film from the seventies. Uh, That's all this in World War Two, you can't find it. That's surreal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I that's now that's one I do want to see, but kind of as like what Andrew was saying, like as a curiosity. You sure. know, that just sounds too freaking weird. I have to see what that is. You know, yeah. but and, yeah. and as far as Gone Girl goes, I, you know, it, I was showing my age on YouTube because all the uh, young YouTube reviewers. We're all like, oh my god, this movie, oh, this is so awesome. That night, I, I went to it and I was just like, I'd rather watch Basic Instinct. Right. <laughs> I'm, no, like, I'm, like, I'm like, you guys did grow up at the time when there was the, the revenge films. I'm like, I'm just watching this going, yeah, I don't, I mean, it was all right, but I'm like, everybody, you know, and it's perspective because, I mean, we've had this discussion on, one of the many episodes of the spoiler room, but we've had the discussion to where how many episodes, Mark? How many episodes? Two hundred. In case okay, you haven't okay. paid attention. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know where some of the younger viewers haven't actually gone back to back catalogs and watched, you know, previous films. You know, like we have. So some of these films are new to them. And they're like, oh my god! I'm like, yeah, but Basic Instinct did it better. And this felt, yeah, and it felt, and it felt so old hat to me. And I kind of, you know, the thriller. It's one of those movies where I kind of, you know, it's like this buddy cop movies stuff like that, where we had a glut of them growing up, and now we don't have any of them. And I kind of miss them, you know. Now that we don't have any, I'm like. I was saying we needed less. I didn't say we needed to cut them out entirely, guys. And I'm like, first you did this with westerns and musicals, and now this. But, um, but this just it felt so basic, you know. I it felt so by the book. But oh, but it's the twist that gets like it does not. No, the twist is stupid. A twist at the end. I'm just like. It's moronic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, for me, at the end, I'm like, wow, you made me waste my time with this film now with this ending. Yeah. You know, it's an ending of the film to where you're going, that's the payoff. That's the twist. You know, I'm like sitting here going that you didn't see, you know, telegraphed like many movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we didn't see this coming. Um, 
yeah, I just I couldn't quite understand that. But then again, I was like that with La La Land. Uh, I wasn't, you know, it was one of those where people were just going gaga over La La Land, and I enjoyed the first part of it. I'm like, okay, musical, modern, this is cool. They're doing well. But as the film went on, I'm like, this is all right. You know, I couldn't, I, I, maybe the hype killed it for me, but I was just sitting there going, this, this isn't maybe, you they know. They were giving out free beer when I saw, um, La La Land, and that oh, still didn't. Were, were they really? Yeah. I, I, I do love La La Land, that, and, but uh, Mark's criticism is legit. I just don't. I I just don't buy the. Uh, the only one I don't buy when I hear the criticism of La La Land. I have a couple friends who believe this. And I love them, but they're wrong. And I don't buy the idea that they're that it's a racist movie. I don't buy because that because a white guy explains jazz to everyone. Because it's a white because the white, <laughs> white guy who's in the jazz. It's the white guy who's in the jazz. I'm like. I'm like do you know, do you know that the director is a white guy who's really into jazz, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and his last movie was about, was Whiplash, who was about a white guy who was really into jazz, uh, and uh, he might just be a white guy who's really into jazz. And the idea was that oh, but he, but John Legend is the scene is the bad guy. I'm like, uh, the point of La La Land was this guy might be the main character, but the point is is that he's wrong throughout the whole movie. He is wrong dead wrong until it is way 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 too late (laughs) and so it's not like you're supposed to be listening to him and thinking like yep that is right on man but no he's he's full of himself he's an idiot (laughs) i I just so i didn't buy buy the whole idea that oh he's it's either appropriating jazz and the black black guy's the bad guy like no the black guy was the voice of reason (laughs) (laughs) for me for me i was just like you know that didn't even bother me i just kept thinking man ryan gosling has small ears (laughs) (laughs) he does he's a little (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you no one else agree like i should be sitting here with a film and going Man, that guy's got small. Ears. He's a funny-looking guy. He's 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 amazing. He he has so much acting power that you sometimes forget what a tiny little guy he is. <laughs> and like, so you're like watching like a movie, like say, like Only God Forgives, where he's like constantly trying to fight somebody. I'm like, dude, you sure you want to do that? You're like four foot five. <laughs> and you know, giving credence to what Mark was saying, it's not like you're going to hear somebody coming. <laughs> Andrew, did you say you uh, weren't that impressed with La La Land, or nope, no? I just, you know, this is the wrong movie for the wrong time. Yeah, I just didn't. It didn't do. You know, I like Whiplash, man. I did. I dug it. I was there with that. I thought it was very well done. Loved all the drumming stuff. As a drummer myself, I quite enjoyed. <laughs> but yeah, La La Land. I was like, mm, dude, I. I get it. Like I understand, he was he likes musicals, and you know I get what he was trying to do. And I'm not saying that uh, the they didn't work hard and make those dances. You know what I'm saying, and all oh, that. No, stuff. yeah, that part. It yeah. just ain't the kind of movie for me. Like, yeah, I just did. Mm, <laughs> that wasn't the year that that we were. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. Derek, how about you? I don't think this fills in your wheelhouse at all. I loved Whiplash. Yeah. But I just needed to see the trailer to know that I wanted nothing to do with La La Land. That's just yeah. not my kind of movie. 
Yeah. And like I said, I'm a big musical guy, but I think part of the hype was it. But I just sat there and I go, yeah, what got me. And here's what's funny is this is supposed to be a bigger production, bigger money Hollywood film. And there's a specific scene and people go, oh, well, you shouldn't just focus on that. I'm like, yeah, but it's one that just really took me out of the film was they do this tracking shot through this party. And and I think you guys, uh, Scott and, and Andrew, you might know what I'm talking about. They do this tracking show where it's it's they're they're kind of doing the music thing and then I'm like, okay. And then they dive into the pool and yeah. they're doing this spin thing with the pool. It looks like shit. The camera work looks like shit. And I'm just sitting there going, Oh my god, this is how many million dollar film? And I'm like, this looks like someone took their waterproof camera and dove into the pool and just spun around i'm like you know i'm, I'm like sitting here going this doesn't this isn't what you, you know it just it that just took me out of of the movie completely that i wasn't already really invested in and i know it might be petty i know but it just for me i was just like they could have done that so many ways and they did it like that i'm like i know they're trying to get oh you're a person in the pool i'm like still come on <laughs> You're a person in the pool. <laughs> yes, that's what you're going for. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a filmmaker. What's the point of that? What were you trying to convey shot? The the shot that there are people in the pool. There's a person in the pool. You're you're the audience in the pool. Surprise, I'm an artist. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> but, you know, that's stuff like that in bigger budget films, I guess that gets me a little bit. You know, I, I I don't mind it in in smaller budget films, but some of that stuff, you know, when you see shots like that, I'm like, oh, really? Come on, you, you know. <laughs> That's why I couldn't get into the Meg. Everybody was like, "Oh, the Meg's pretty good. The Meg's pretty good." I'm like, a lot of the CGI looked like it was done by Asylum Pictures. I'd rather watch that than pay. You know, I'm like, this movie was how many million, hundreds of millions of dollars, and it looks like crap. Yeah, that's one of the things. I, I when I'm going to see a movie and. I see this as a trend a lot. We, this is something else, you know, and um, it was actually one of the questions I was bringing, is that you certain trends that you can't stand in movies that kind of take you out of it, and it's when they have poured all this money in the movie, and you can tell that so much of it is computerized. Now, I get, I get that they can do computer, that they can use the computer to spice up shots or to do whatever they want, and that's great, but when you can tell... When you can tell moment to moment that's what they're doing uh, in their transitions, in the effects, in the – God, we can't even have squibs anymore. The most basic special effect it has to be CGI blood um, or every every piece of fire has to be this. Or you can tell where in the background they've actually like added trees or whatever. Whenever they do that, it takes – unless we're talking about a complete fantasy-type movie – uh, it takes me right out of it, and I get I get really, you know, tired of it. I get kind of like it, it, it takes me out of it, and I it makes everything seem less special because I'm like, yeah, yeah, you spent all the money, and all you did was you put a little keystrokes here, you added this to this, and this to this, and you probably played around with like a hundred different iterations before you said, let's just do this, and it <laughs> it takes out. It, it, I think it takes out a lot of the you know make it or break it attitude of uh, filmmaking. I, I haven't used this app in my Adobe Premiere toolbox. <laughs> yeah, you know. Sorry. <laughs> no offense to anyone who uses Adobe Premiere. Uh, Dude, After Effects rules. 
Hi, Brad. Hi. Glad you could could join us as well. We were just talking about movies that make us so angry they want to you know, make you punch you in the dick or you punch someone in the punch dick. Punch somebody in the dick. Yes, that's taken from episode 100. So glad glad you could sneak in here. Absolutely. Um, Andrew, were you able to think of a film that uh, you were extraordinarily disappointed for that you may not have wanted to punch someone in the genitals, but just like you were like, oh, man. Yeah, I remember now. Um, I had to I had to think about it for a little bit. The last time I was really, um, we um, we got free pass to see an advanced screening of. Um, it was called Texas Chainsaw. There was no massacre. Remember, oh, the 3D one. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, oh, man, yeah. that shit. I mean, Weak. there, there was. There was a part where um, uh, Leatherface uh, chases some people into a carnival, like one of those shitball, you know, Friday yeah, night yeah. Walmart parking lot type carnivals. <laughs> He's got a running chainsaw. And in my mind, I start thinking about all the things he could do there, you know? Yeah. I mean, even basic, just start running around with the chainsaw. Hey! Or... You know, the Ferris wheel gets a little low and he just waits for it. You know what I'm saying? It comes by, hey, hey. Or, 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 or like, you know, the merry go round and you, whoosh, whoosh, hey. Or the tilt a whirl. Somebody's like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Hey. The head comes off. Is that or, a chainsaw or a creepy old guy that's, yes. at a, a, no, he's got a, just breathing heavily. <laughs> the old guy has a chainsaw. <laughs> it's really scary. It was. And then, yeah. um, then I'm thinking, <laughs> Or maybe a little Toby Hooper tribute they could do here. He could go into the fun house and, you know, start doing that shit. But he doesn't even nick a motherfucker with this thing. No. Nobody gets hurt. He's running through this thing going, ooh, watch out. Hold on. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> watch your step. Careful. Does no one see this thing? He's running. I'm about to get Osha on you motherfuckers. <laughs> he just leaves. Hmm. He maybe touches the fence with it. I don't know. Yeah, he cuts um, he cuts the fence with it. I think. Yeah, I he just throws it at the screen during that shot. Doesn't it, during that sequence? Doesn't he? I honestly, yeah. I believe I've blocked it. I, I um, yeah, no, just but, yeah, the end for me. <laughs> I I don't blame you at all for that one. That one was tough for me. I what always stuck out for me was the because it was it the the at the very end they they got the final girl tied up uh chained up and they open but not completely her shirt and they've got the chainsaw coming at her and that shirt doesn't move there's a fucking tornado going on outside for Christ's sake there's wind there's the the, the wind from the chainsaw is blowing her hair but that shirt never moves <laughs> and i'm like just here really guys why why even go that far you know what i mean I'm mark just... not to be a pig but let's let's be honest up to that point the movie is nothing but bullshit it's well, yeah. nothing but bullshit you're like give me fucking something here <laughs> you know so i mean yeah it's yeah that movie i can understand that quite a bit with that film and yet it made its money back almost its opening weekend because they also promoted, uh, that was the one too, what they were they're promoting that they were having the original cast, you know, as many as they could back in the house. And they were revisiting, uh, you know, what happened at the house after the girl left. 
and they were promoting it up and so they got all the fans in and that was like a such a weak opening with the family uh you know where they went back in the the to the beginning of the, I don't think I don't think that had anything to do with how why it was made money back though I think they I think they got the money back from the mainstream people just by the title Texas Chainsaw yeah. 3D yeah it, and uh, it, 3D it was, gimmick man which was the which was when you know this was uh I had to go back while you guys were talking I looked back I'm like god damn this movie's already 5 years old yeah and, uh, so, yeah this is so this is when 3D was still happening as a yeah. big deal. It was the gimmick, you know, and uh, it's, still, it's 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 still happening. But now it's kind of like, eh, maybe the movie will come out in 3D. Maybe it won't. Who gives a shit? You know? but from now on, from episode 200 on, the spoiler room will now be in 3D audio. <sighs> yeah, it means I'm going to be right in your face here. Yeah, I was looking back here. No, Texas Chainsaw, horrible. I had to look back. I'm like, that did, didn't that hit like number two? Like, yep, it would hit on my worst movies of that year. That was my number two. So, I mean, I really, really, but really hated that. It, it made so much. It, it still made enough money, and that's why studios just crank these things out and not caring mm-hmm. what, what at all they're really doing with these movies because – they're made with so much low budget, they make their money back in like you know the opening weekend or within the first week, so they don't care. Like, well, horror horror movies are money in the bank. First of all, they yeah. take next to nothing to make. They're guaranteed returns, and the audiences are ridiculously loyal. Uh, yeah. Whether they're the huge fans or they're just people like, oh, let's go see a horror movie this weekend. It'll be fun. Oh my god, I'm really gonna have to turn <laughs> my head on the screen. I get so scared. I'm like sorry. Horrible but... sorority girls are seeing <laughs> horror movies. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And yes, they I, are. Uh, yes, they definitely are. I, and uh, but like you know, when you go see them, and they're like guaranteed a good opening weekend and not much else. And so yeah, they make it as or easy money in the bank. And it's just a shame when it happens with something that you care about, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even though honestly, looking back, I kind of look back to look back. I'm like, okay, I guess there've been probably at, at, at least as many bad Texas Chainsaw movies as good Texas Chainsaw movies. But, um, you got, you guys are almost selling me back on Texas Chainsaw, the next generation. So no, that one I, I hated. Uh, I hated that one. I hated Leatherface. See, I, I actually, like Leatherface. I actually do not mind the uh, to the remake and the prequel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hate. I didn't love them, but I didn't hate them. Yeah, I thought they were okay. Hey, um, Mark, do you have functionality in this gimmick to to turn off Scott's microphone now, so we don't have to hear the <laughs> bullshit? <anymore? laughs> I can mute him. I'm like, he's, he's talking some mad bullshit here. I was wondering how long is it gonna be before I piss Derek off? <laughs> like, I'm trying to be civil here. Episode, I'm not trying. To episode run. three, episode three hundred. Things Scott has said that make you want to punch him in the dick. <laughs> I'm writing that down right now. Uh, so that's a, that's a good pick there, Andrew. I. I Definitely didn't see that. That I think got me not angry, but I was just came out of it going, "Yep, <laughs> they got my money." Damn it! Oh well. Uh, so, and it's Brad who who kind of inspired this little theme that I worked into episode two hundred, and we knew Lucy made him. 
angry because of the ten percent thing, but yeah, it was. Has there been another movie that made you so angry, Brad? They you wanted to punch someone in the genitals? Yeah, I. You know, thinking about it, as <laughs> much as I love a movie that makes you rethink the entire thing you watched. By the time we got to the village, I wanted to punch M. Night Shyamalan in the dick. <laughs> Honestly. It's got a twist. A twist. I just, uh, at that point, it was like, when you get to the end, and, and spoiler alert, they're not, it's not taking place in the past. I, I, I felt betrayed. I've, I've, honestly, I wanted my money back. I was sure. so angry and it was a great cast. I mean, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. I mean, you had a bunch of great pieces in place and then it's like, Oh, they were just a bunch of assholes who thought that modern society sucked. So they created a big refuge. Um, uh, it was yeah. just awful. I did not like that. Yeah. That, that twist too, but by that time M Knight was running on thin ice as it was, I think. Well, no, he was like that that was wasn't the Or was that the follow up to the signs? Because I didn't care for it. This was the follow up to the signs, which I didn't like, mm-hmm. but it made a fuck ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I absolutely loved signs. I, I I felt it was a wonderful film. And then to go to the village <clears throat> i'm like god damn it what happened here <laughs> and didn't he go from the village to uh lady hat- in the water lady was- oh that was water. lady in the water that's right yeah that's when he that it was it was the village and onward where he really started to flounder yeah and now it could be argued that he's on top again because of uh split which which i hate <laughs> <laughs> Made you punch someone in the dick. Yeah, I, I almost do want to from that movie. That, yeah, it's like you you got the you had signs, and to me, I, I I enjoyed that film. Then you had the village. Then you had Lady in the Water. Then you had the happening. happening. And then the last Airbender, which Ooh. was okay. No, it was no, not. It wasn't. No, no, it was not. Wait, and this Let's is coming, not act like it was a good movie. And this I didn't say it was a good movie. I said it was okay. <laughs> if it's like I got a box of razor blades or I could watch this movie, you watch The Last Airbender. Speak for yourself. Hey, hey if, if I were given in one hand The Village and in the other hand The Last Airbender, I will watch The Village 500 million yeah. times before I watch Airbender once. And yeah. this comes from somebody who watched the entire anime series oh, the, of The Last the Airbender. anime was awesome. And see, yeah. and this is coming from somebody from my side who has never seen a single episode of the anime series. And I thought The Last Airbender was horrible. <laughs> That's just, I'm not saying you're, I'm, I, these are opinions, so nobody <laughs> is right. Everyone's wrong. But it's like just but it's but yeah, I thought that movie was just crap. Village I I again I haven't seen it since like the theater. So but what I remember thinking when I saw the village was well you know there's gonna be a twist. Because his last three movies there's been a twist. And the the first one really took you by surprise. And then Unbreakable, which I think is his best movie, happened. And you're like, whoa, I didn't think he was going to do that again. Okay. And then you're kind of waiting for it with signs. And you're like, oh, okay, that's what it is. And 
on my side, I said, that's kind of dumb. But, <laughs> you know, the, um, but, uh, the village happens. I'm like, okay, you know they're going to do one. And um, I was watching the movie, and I, um, I kind of figured it out 45 minutes into the movie, I remember thinking. It's like, because there's these things in the woods, but you can't go beyond the woods. You can't do this. You can't do that. I'm like, is this in modern times? <laughs> I just thought about that. I'm like, I'll bet you this is modern times. And when I kind of thought, was thinking like, yeah, everything I'm seeing kind of points to this. Yeah, I don't think there's a, really a monster. Um, when they were doing that, I was like, okay, now I think I can sit back and try to enjoy the rest of the movie. And... um I think that's what I did at the time I saw, I saw when I saw the village, I'm like, yeah, it was pretty good, but I figured it out like halfway through it. It wasn't a big shock this time, probably because I was waiting for a twist, you know? Um, so I figured it out pretty quickly. Um, and there, I could just like go with the film's various narrative and it played okay. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it, but I said, yeah, it was all right. But, <laughs> but it was, but I thought it was kind of, I didn't think it was – I always kind of thought it was kind of strange that a lot of – that it was – people were, like, so really mad at that revelation. I'm like, it's – this one was kind of – there's a lot more hints about this than there was, like, say, like, in Sixth Sense or anything like that. Well, Sixth Sense, yeah, they kick you after you realize that there were hints in that one. Because I, no one else was doing anything like that right. at the time. So, so you're like, jeez. You look back <laughs> on it and you're like, yeah, look at this. <laughs> so, so Derek Day, take it, you didn't care for Village either? I love The Village. Oh, do you? I actually really like that movie, yes. There you wow. go. Awesome. I actually like it a lot. Yeah, no, I think um, there's genuine tension in the movie. Uh, uh, the creature, quote-unquote creature, is kind of cool looking. Um, I haven't watched it in a number of years. But uh, it's it's not even remotely as close to like the shittiness level of everything that came afterward. <laughs> I mean, I I yeah. saw the the lady in the water, and I really didn't like that movie, yeah, and that I didn't even good. bother with anything else past that. Well, movie. But the village didn't bo- didn't bother me whatsoever. I actually kind of liked that movie. Andrew, how about you in the village? I went to see it. Yeah, I was on like <laughs> I was I was on like that yeah, was the, a thing. I was on the Shyamalan train because I I do I did really not think it was a good idea to build a career on basically you know if like dude if I wanted to go play a game I would have fucking done the crosswords I would like to just watch a movie right right I think setting up the audience to be like you know all right I'm in my seat I'm gonna figure you out movie I'm smarter than you Indian man because I'm racist too. Um. Yeah, I hate you. So don't think you're smarter than me, brown person. <laughs> I just don't think that's a smart way to set up a career or a marketing mm-hmm. or whatever. But I do have a funny story about going to see the happening. Ooh. That's the one with the plants. Yes, that's the yeah. one with the plants. Yeah, where yeah. love saves the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually didn't think the plot of the of the happening was really too bad. I actually thought, no, oh, that's actually pretty solid. It's just how it was done. Yeah, what, How they did it was like, yeah, that was clumsy. So. What, what's your story? Sorry, go, sorry, go. Yeah. Um. So we're watching the movie, and I keep seeing microphones in the film <laughs> near the bottom of the screen, tops of the screen, sides of the screen. Uh, I'm like going, oh shit, this whole thing is some TV show. You know, I've yeah. got like Shyamalan brain on. I'm going, I'm figuring you out, movie. I got gotcha. you. I see all your microphones. No, 
No. <laughs> the projectionist, the dumb motherfucker, had the matting on. He had it on off. <laughs> no one was supposed to have seen all of that. Wow. Yeah, like the Dolomite boom bikes up there. <laughs> well, you know, they shoot a movie and then they use the, you know, you use the matting to cover up the, you know, mic yeah. placement and all number of yeah. things. They just screwed up the projection, and so the end of the movie, it's like the wind. And I'm like going, "What about the fucking microphone? Oh my god, the matting!" <laughs> <laughs> That's the twist. That yeah, was I, the real twist. Yeah. So you know what? What he should do is just figure out a way to twist someone's nipples that watches the movie instead. Tingler. How's he going to twist my nipple this time, Shyamalan? It'd be like the Tingler. Every movie theater, you, you've got to attach nipple clips on, and then when <laughs> certain time, certain time during the movie, they're just going to spin. <laughs> I, I, I thought, yeah, but I didn't go see, I didn't, I didn't go see Lady in the Water, and there was another one I didn't go see, but I saw um, Split, and I saw A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wait, he, did, wait, he no, didn't do that movie. They just ripped him off. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it with the crazy granny. I liked this crazy. I was gonna story. say that. What, what did you guys think visit. of the visit? That yeah, was had visit. the had a lot of doo doo in it. That was funny. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> make it through that movie either. I think I watched like fifteen minutes. I'm like, this kid's fucking rapping. I'm out. Um, but <laughs> I'm fucking already, out of this thing. They'd already done the doo doo, so I wasn't taking it seriously. Yeah, <laughs> the twist was you get to watch a kid rapping. <laughs> I think he, he was angry at white people when he made that, and rightly so. Oh yeah, no, that, most of, for the most of the time they're assholes. The the visit I took as M Night's middle finger to people. Just yeah, like, it really was. He was a little angry. He was because when I watch it, I'm like, wow, this is a wide release film with all this shit in it. You wouldn't have thought this would have been. Directed. He was mad about that Airbender. Yeah, he was. <laughs> here's four here's, seasons of something and cram it into an hour and a half here's earbender <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan gives you 90 minutes of crap <laughs> the audience is like oh well that's kind of what we were expecting so <laughs> the thing is I, I think he's a talented director I think whatever reason either agent or whatnot, got into his because he had the twist with his big first hit you know, he thought maybe that's what he had to do for every film he made since, which, I mean, we've seen that with some other young, you know, uh, directors who come out of the gate with, like, swinging, like, just, you know, knock it out of the park, and then their next film, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like, you're doing or they the get, or they get too Or they get too far too ambitious, people say. And, yeah, or they get too ambitious, so. You know. Uh no, with me with the happening, I just sat there and I their whole logic of people killing themselves um did not jive with in the rule that they set up. I'm like, okay, the the plants make you not care about your you know your your well being or your physical well being. That doesn't mean it's gonna make you throw yourself off of a building. It just hey, don't means somebody that, get attacked by a tiger. Yeah. That well, was kind of cool, no? Well, see, well, I think that the, oh, that, the, that that the real thing that was causing it was that uh, Christopher Lee was up in space in a, spa- in a flying saucer, sending these beams down, and that's what was really making people kill themselves. That, I knew was... it. Oh, that's what it was. Does anybody know that movie? Come on, <laughs> go 
come on. That is actually the plot of Starship Invasions. By yes, the way. it is. <laughs> For our listeners out there who is wondering, like, oh, Scott's drunk. No. <laughs> don't say. Oh, well, for me, you, you guys, uh, over the course of our 200 episodes, many of our listeners have heard me rage and, and, well, I try not to. I try to stay a little positive, but no, there's a few ant movies out there that made me angry. Uh, and, and you know the one, and I'll just bring it up briefly. I brought it up in the past, but for me, it just, it's still to this day. And people just try to justify it. People are saying this, and I, I, God bless them, but for me, I just can't. And I revisited it twice, and that was the Psycho remake. Oh, no, 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 no. Terrible. That, no, and, and I I just, what, <laughs> it was just one of those, that movie took me three times to try to get through. And even at the end, I was like, oh, I'm angry. <laughs> I'm just, oh, you know, just about as angry as I was with Vacation. Not quite as much. Vacation was just more like, Wow, okay, they just shit all over the original film. Uh, this one, though, it just... And maybe it's because Psycho is one of my all-time favorite films as well. But, you know, what got me with that film was that the big hook was we're doing shot-for-shot shot remake, which I'm like, wow, okay. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah, why? why, why? That's, that's, that's it. Yeah, why but, do they do this? And, and I actually got into a, a little debate online oh we're gonna leave it sorry about that that's okay i've been sneezing all all night so he gets he gets a shot at it (laughs) i i got into i i tried to i had to avoid the the deep discussion because i found myself getting into it like no 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 mark just back away back away from the internet slowly go go play some video games okay uh because i got in discussion and, and someone was bringing it up about uh the one scene which was really the one scene that pissed me off. It wasn't just the opening shot in the beginning where they're the couple's in their rendezvous hotel room, and it sounds like it's a set of a porno film because got like people moaning everywhere, and I'm like, you you don't need that. It's set up as a right. You don't need to know that this is the no-tell motel, but they put in the sound effects, but it's still shot for shot. Still shot for shot. We get to Norman Bates and... She's in her room, and we get to the scene where he takes the painting off, and he's looking through the hole. Yep. Okay, I know where this is going. He's looking through the hole. In the original, Norman looks through the hole and observes her. Creepy. Got it. Your, your, your brain is going about what's going through his brain. In the remake, they do the shot exactly the same way, but they add the sound effect of him dropping his pants and beating off. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you've lost me. I'm like, it was at that point of the film right there. I'm like, you totally missed the point of Norman's character. I'm like, mother would never let him. Do I'm like sitting here going, that that just ruins that character. Well, and then and then you get to the most famous scene. And Andrew, uh, unfortunately, I haven't gotten to that documentary yet that you pointed out, but I've been trying to get to it because it sounds awesome. The most famous scene, the shower scene. Then you decide to take artistic license with the most famous horror scene ever. I mean, I just, that got me then there too. I'm like, okay, he's stabbing her. And now wait, why is there a bird there? Wait, why are we seeing maggots? What the fuck? You know? And then it happens again later on when William H. Macy's character, who was great casting. I loved him. 
as as the PI. Same thing. They 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 do shot for shot remake until the death, and all of a sudden there's crows and snakes and, and, and all these morbid. I'm like, why? Why'd you do that? Why? It made me, it made me cry. It, do you it, really want answers to these questions, or are you just crying out into so, the internet so, dark? No, Andrew, if you got them, I I really wanted because it it frustrated the hell out of me that here it's a shot for shot remake, yet then they do artistic integrity, and I understand it may be tough to replicate those moments but i don't know please tell me yes uh talk me down from the edge well first of all you sound genuinely freaked out and me and you have talked about this movie before yes what did i tell you do you remember i don't remember offhand i apologize ah well i'm sorry i'm glad to know that it that it I, I tried. It had but an I, impact. So it's it's possible that nothing it, I say is going to get through the how upset you were. Is yeah, Psycho your favorite movie? Psycho is one of my very top favorite movies, yes. So do you like identify with Norman Bates? Or? <laughs> Here it comes. Here it uh, comes. Um, no. Uh, do you... Do you, uh, you know Hitchcock was a huge pervert. Yes, that I realize. You know, he probably the sound effects they dubbed in of uh, Vince Vince Vaughn's pants hitting the ground and all the stuff was probably taken from a hidden mic on the set of the actual shower scene when Hitchcock was filming it. (laughs) He took a like two weeks to shoot that because he had a booner the entire time. (laughs) I mean, this is like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's gross. Like he was a gross guy. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think this the remake was probably closer to what he would have made if he could have. That's what I think. Um, there's a little bit of that in there. The um, and actually in the documentary they do explain why they cut out the shower scene. Uh, we're talking about the one that's we're talking. I can't remember the name of the documentary. It's actually the n- number of seconds and the number seventy eight fifty two. Think there, that's the one. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they actually explain why they changed it up. Is that the when they actually went to do that thing, they couldn't replicate the pacing or something of it. Yeah, I'll be honest. I saw the Psycho remake once, and it's of course just you know it was it would, they did it for just to do it, and I don't think there was any deep meaning behind it, and they knew it wasn't going to be like you know some classic or anybody was really super impressed. It was just an you know kind of an exercise, an interesting mm-hmm. thing to have done. Um, but it was watching seventy eight fifty two. And hearing the interviews with the editor and them talking about having to, that made me want to go back and watch Psycho. I hadn't seen it since the theater. Right. And I actually bought it and um, dug into the commentaries and all that stuff. I became fascinated with what they had done. And so <laughs> rather than being like, you know, pissed about, which you'd be within your right to be, to be pissed. Um, I can't think of a movie I like enough to where I would be angry at the, at the remake. But then again, you know, it's art. So whatever, but, um, I do my, my viewpoint on what they've done, uh, definitely changed uh, Mm -hmm. because otherwise like, well, why would you do that? You know, it's a classic. Why would it, you didn't come to change anything. Um, why, what, what is it you were actually doing? Well, it was, you know, it was, I have remade the shower scene. I've done it. D Mm -hmm. and I made a film called travel size and we remade it ourselves. And it was, it was just incredible you get a more of appreciation for psycho um, as a filmmaker um, when you try to do it, you know? And I think a lot of times with, with remakes and stuff, people are like, 
oh, I'm going to do it better or I'm going to do my version. The idea of trying to replicate it was really to show the mastery of Psycho. And I, I think that it doesn't make the remake look bad. Mm-hmm. I think that everyone really kind of learns something. And if you watch it, you'll learn something too. The um, thing of going back to the shower scene and the sound effect, I was taken so – you just like took me back 20 years <laughs> when you were discussing that because this is a discussion I had – Old friend that I had in college and my, uh, it was, uh, my next door neighbor and everything. Todd O'Dowd, great guy. Um, he, we, we were incensed by this remake and he, he was so upset by that. And he says, he said that was the part that it lost him as well was when you hear the sound. And the reason was they says that completely misses the point of the characters is that. Norman, he said, Norman Bates is impotent. There's no way he could start to pleasure himself. He couldn't feel anything. He, his climax comes with the murder. Mm-hmm. With each stab, each thrust, that penetration, that is his climax. Uh, not, and not, not having him beat off beside, behind the, right. uh, behind the wall for no reason of, at all. Mm-hmm. And that was his theory on that. And it's a theory I personally agree with. Yeah. Except for Hitchcock. That was his actual sounds from, on the set. <laughs> if you've seen, have you seen the Hitchcock movie? The one with, um, Anthony Hopkins and, uh, Helen Mirren? I have not seen uh, Hitchcock? Any of that. That was like here and gone before I could see it. I did. I, it. I, you know, I did and I loved it. And yet I realized recently that I, I have a hard time remembering a lot of it. I would say, dude, watch, watch 7852 if you're a psycho fan. You got to. Um, it's on, it's on my list. I, it's I, a good I would, movie. And I, would I think I saw, watch, I think I saw it on Hulu. I think every um, time, every time I see it come up in discussions, I think of Andrew and I'm like, Andrew told me I need to watch this. I gotta watch this, but it's I, a good I one, man. And hit, and the, um, the Hitchcock movie was very interesting. Again, huge mm-hmm. pervert. You'll see that. Um, and Hitchcock Truffaut also, which is a documentary they made about the book, great book, mm-hmm. um, about that. where he interviews, uh, Francois Truffaut interviewed Hitchcock. I would say, yeah, as a fan, and the thing is, like I said, I could have, I had forgotten Gus Van Sant even did that. Yeah. But then when I saw that documentary, I was like, oh, word? And they were talking about it. I'm like, oh, let me go back. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, then I did. And I didn't really say a word. That was an accident because it's very late here in Georgia. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate you guys all hanging in there. I know it's late. Uh, I appreciate this, but I'm not working and, tomorrow. <laughs> Derek, Derek, did you see the cycle? Derek, did you see the Gus Van Sant cycle remake at all? Or of course I did. You did. Yeah. Did, 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 how did you feel about it? I mean, <laughs> and, I, I, it, it entered my ocular cavities and, and left probably <laughs> exited through my ears or somewhere, Ooh. maybe the top of my head. It didn't rummage around. I'm like, huh, that was interesting. And then I never thought about it again. <laughs> it, it, it was pointless. There was, there was, especially coming from such a an amazing director. Yeah, right, that it just was. It, I, it didn't make sense to me, and I don't. It, I didn't give it much thought. It, it felt more like an exercise, like somebody was just experimenting. Like, let's just let's see if if we can do this. We tricked somebody into giving us money for this. 
Let's see if we can do this. Yeah, this right. was before crowdfunding, so they actually got some investors in on it. So. Right, and it wasn't a ton of money. I think it was like eleven million dollars, oh, yeah. something like that. Yeah, it which, was a low budget. Which was fairly low. Um, it was the mid-budget movie, which doesn't exist anymore, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, the thing was, is that I was again, you know, why? Uh, you know, I'll say this. If the one thing you will hear me in say in defense of my uh, worst movie of all time that I was talking about before, if you're going to make a bad movie, you know, no one sets very few people set out to make a bad movie, uh, at least on a budget like that. But if you're going to, you know, go for the go for the rafters, make something that really stands out. Why would you just say, yeah, we just thought, yeah, we don't have anything better to do, let's just do this. I am totally behind that. If you're like, you know, picking up a camera and going, I think that actually, uh, well, hell, and not to put you on the spot, Andrew, but you've done that a few times with Gaunt, with uh, your company there, and it is, and the results have been great. <laughs> you know, but you didn't say like, okay, we're going to go in with a plan and we're going to take this money that the studio is giving us and then we're just not going to really care what we do. That's a di- there's a huge difference there. I think that it I think care about what you're doing. Care about what you're doing and that means the that's the means all the difference and I just don't think anybody who made that movie honestly cared and I kind of take offense at it when you treat the audience with that much contempt with saying like, what you were entertain what we gave you an hour and a half. What more do you want from us? Like, well, <laughs> we want something that comes from your goddamn heart. Yeah. I don't care if what's coming from your heart is a romantic comedy or a horror film or a drama or some movie about a guy who with explosive gas, but at least I want to think like, you know what? But he felt that shit. <laughs> you know, there's there's, there's deep meaning in the explosive gas man. Well, there is. <laughs> Brad, did you see the Psycho remake? No, because there's no point to it. Mm-hmm. You, you don't remake greatness. <laughs> um, you just don't. And, and like I said, I I try not to be negative. This was just the one film that stuck with me, and I I totally see everyone's point who have tried to defend it but at the same time i'm just like i for me i guess i got something else out of the movie than some other people uh did and i may try to revisit it again uh i'm going to check out the documentary uh soon hopefully of of that scene uh because it sounds like andrew's talked it a number of times and uh, I've been meaning to get to it. So. Just as a movie fan, there's a few documentaries just based on the things that you and I have talked about that I know like are interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie Side by Side also you probably might want to oh, check yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. And uh, maybe yeah. even Visions of, Visions of Light, which is about cinematography. I'd recommend that one as well. That one's amazing. Actually, if they don't show that in fucking film schools, then something's really wrong. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I, I thank you for sharing uh, films that disappointed you. And, and again, sorry for, for my rant. But yeah, just for some reason, that Psycho one just stuck with me for so long. Because I think I remember it the most because there's very few films where I've, I've, I've physically turned the movie off and, and thought about not revisiting it. Because usually I watch all the way through whatever I start watching, I will finish. 
Um, it's just, that's just the way I am. If I start watching it, I, I have to finish it. I can't just stop and not come back to it. And this one took me three times and it's the only film that it took me like three times to get through. So I think that's why it has also stuck with me so hard over the years. Mm. So, uh, but so I think we, we've gone really long here. I just, I, I want to go real quick cause it is episode 200. Uh, I just want to go down our panel real quick and see, if you guys got any uh, uh, thought either on the show, on where it, where it's come from, and what you'd like to see in the next 100 episodes. Uh, so, uh, Derek, let's start with you. We'll just go down the line. Um, I would like to see you start an exclusive series of episodes purely on fetish porn. Nothing but fetish porn, Mark. I want the spoiler room to turn into a smut-filled podcast. And it, I want it to be mostly about um, anuses. Oh no! Can you make the movies about anuses, please? I would like to see that on your on your podcast. Oh, all right. Oh, wow, well, that took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me, God. Anus, no, anus films. <laughs> like a production studio. It's like, oh, look at that autocorrect. I always thought it was oh, an I. I didn't call it like back backdoor productions. Right. <laughs> Anus Films and Backdoor Productions brings you the spoiler room. No, Mark, I, I you're going to get a lot of really weird sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Please, can you in the metadata and the keywords? Can you please put anus? Okay. In anus yes, that'll I'll go on my SEO tag. Yes. No, seriously, Mark, I. You're doing just fine. You've done 200 episodes of these. Why? Why would you need me to tell you or like recommendations for what to do going forward? You got this. So uh, <laughs> thank you, sir. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just keep doing what you're doing, dude. Brad, how about you, sir? You've been you've been in and out of the spoiler room since the beginning, sir. And uh, yeah. It's been a long journey, but it it, it has been. <laughs> and I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, much like much like Psycho, uh, don't 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 overthink the thing. Don't redo the thing. <laughs> it's working. It's good. Yeah. Uh, stay the course, man. Stay the course. Thank you, sir. I, we will try. Well, I'm always I'm always looking for something new and, and trying to keep things fresh too. So, you know. Well, so, uh, anuses uh, might keep it fresh. It, well, in one sense, that's not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of anuses are you hanging out with? This is the question. Apparently, the dirty ones. Very, very. Uh, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> oh. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Moving and, on, Andrew. How about you, sir? Um, why? Well, I, I only talk to you about movies on the internet. <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying like I just everybody else I talk to about movies. Uh, you know, I I just don't. Like I don't like, I don't like talking about movies on the internet. I don't like reading people's <laughs> thoughts about movies on the. I just don't, you know. I I think uh, if anything, I would I would just say you know retain retain that enthusiasm. If you have good things to say about movies, make that your thing. Because mm-hmm. if you're concerned about standing out or or being unique or having a voice or you know being anything different, um, that's how you're gonna do it. You know, don't be a piece of shit. And don't let the pieces of shit make you feel like you're doing something wrong because, uh, you know, ultimately none of this stuff's going to matter, uh, with what they say. I don't care what they think. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing. I, I don't, 
they're wasting their their time. They're wasting your time. They're wasting yeah. everyone's time with their garbage. Um, I loved our episode about a Planet of the Apes, uh, yeah. especially that War for Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. I was like, how come I can't sound this smart on my own podcast? God damn it. <laughs> Mark, like really brings the good questions and the good discussions and asks great questions. I was like, fuck, why? I sound smart on Mark's show. <laughs> you are smart. So. I was like, why? I sound like a dipshit in my, you know what I mean? So um, I've, I've dug that and I, I just, you know, if occasionally I could still uh, be a guest, that would be cool. But uh, mostly I'd say, yeah, don't change and don't let the, you know, the other people's um, reactions or you know, non-reactions affect the way you do things. I, cause I'm a fan. I enjoy it. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. And Scotty D, how about you? See, I, I stopped you calling you a baby spice. So. I, I don't, I, I, I miss baby spice. You <laughs> I like to a great pride. <laughs> I loved it. I would tell people, I'm like, I'm like, Hey guys. Yeah. I was on the show. You know, they're doing the spice girl. Which guess which one they call oh, baby spice. I'm like, everybody. <laughs> 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 apparently it was a mystery to me and no one else but um the it wasn't a huge revelation apparently but uh uh yeah uh i don't know you're gonna keep going with this all right your funeral but um <laughs> no but all no all kidding aside i think andrew you know i'm i'm usually the talkative uh really talkative here but uh what Honestly, Andrew said it. Yeah, Andrew said it all. Um, <laughs> go with your heart. Uh, go with your heart. Do it. Do what you love doing. Go in. Go in creative directions that you want to go in. Not because you think. Not because uh, you. Uh, and I don't think we. I don't think I, we have to worry about this. But not because of what other people are saying you should do, or what you're thinking the other people want you to do. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I think we pretty much get. I pretty think we pretty much guaranteed that no one's making money off of YouTube anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I didn't make money when YouTube was paying out. So. I know, right? <laughs> so like, so just go, go with your heart, man. Mm-hmm. I think that it's served you well for 200 episodes. Not only have are people still listening, you still have people. Um, now, I mean, I mean, I'm personally speaking for myself. I'm just pathetic, and that's why I, I keep on coming back. I'm just, I just anybody who will have me, thank you so much. <laughs> but, but I mean, you've got some great people in your corner, and I think that speaks a lot, uh, speaks volumes to how well you're doing. So I would just keep on doing what you're doing, buddy. And um, yeah, I, I'm sure that there are, there are going to be another hundred episodes. <laughs> If it's, if, it's in, if, if, if if you've got the drive for it, I think it's there for you. Well, I, I I've got the bug, and uh, what keeps me going is you guys and all of our guests and the crews who haven't been able to be here. A uh, little sappy, I know, but it's true that you guys motivate me, give me perspective. I I love what's brought to every show. You know, we we mix the crew up a little bit and. Uh, I just, I mean, the perspective, everyone here, plus any crew member who's been on has given me a different food for thought for a film. And we've even done it tonight on, on today's extra long uh, episode. Uh, I've got food for thought. And it's because all of you and your support, I keep doing this. And, and it means a lot to some 
crazy movie fanatic who is probably in the location that is the furthest away from anything movie anywhere. <laughs> Central Wisconsin is like, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things. So to have a group of people like this, and you guys keep uh, seeming to want to come back on the show for some reason, which uh, means the world to me. I didn't think I'd be doing 200. I didn't think I'd be doing 100 of these when we first started out. And I, I've got a lot more ideas, and, and we're going to keep going. And, and I appreciate you guys so far taking this journey. And, and we got a lot more we got a lot more a lot more stuff coming. So um so enough of that. Uh I want to thank you guys tonight for the extra long episode uh for popping in. Thank our listeners. We actually grow every day I check um I, I don't I do this all myself too. By the way, the RSS feed I make myself. I, I do the feed burner. I, I host it on my own web page. I don't do any podcast service. And somehow on our RSS feed, we have kind of held steady at about 170 to 178 regular RSS subscribers Nice for our podcast. So I don't know what we're getting for downloads or anything, but for that gauge, that means a lot to me. So my listeners out there, thank you so much for coming back every week and listening to us talk about films uh, with all these fantastic people who sound a hell of a lot smarter than I do. And I appreciate every single one of you out there. And yeah, so episode 200, we'll put a cap on it. This is the part where you get a license to shill. Everybody gets to go down and promote whatever the hell uh, they'd like to promote. And we will start with Derek. Um, I have really nothing to promote. I come on Mark's podcast. Because he's a good bud of mine. Uh, and for some reason, he thinks I have something to say about movies. So uh, if you want to go listen to me talk about things that aren't movies, mostly a lot of yelling and screaming, you can go listen to my podcast, All the Gimmicks, with my bud Seth. Um, occasionally we talk about movies, but mostly we don't. Uh, <laughs> all the Gimmicks, it's on Facebook, it's on iTunes, it's on Stitcher and all that shit. Otherwise, uh, listen to Mark's podcast. He talks about movies. Thank you. Brad, I know you got something to plug. Uh, no. <laughs> None of us are going to shill tonight. I, I, am, I am apparently full of shit still. You're the last person standing. Everybody else is retired, man. No, I, oh, I still do Adventure Party on uh, YouTube and... Uh, also, uh, the alien invasion, and you can go to gncasts.com to check out our stuff. Awesome. Boom. And Andrew, please, please let us know what are you've got for our listening public out there. Okay. Um, so, uh, if you got Amazon Prime, go to amazon.com slash V as in vagina slash gonzorific, G-O-N-Z-O-R-I-F-F-I-C. Lots of movies that my friends and I have made here in Athens, Georgia. And coming up November 2nd and 3rd, we have uh, our uh, annual underground movie show, which is all the new stuff that we have made. Um, we will be showing The Bloody Brides of Bad Girl Dracula. And we'll be showing Vincent Price's Skull. And uh, just a whole bunch of other weird things that we've made <laughs> over the past year. So um, if, you, yeah, if you're not in Athens, go... 
Go go to our Pro- Amazon Prime landing page and watch some other stuff. We get six cents for every hour that you watch. <laughs> Kablow. Boom. So there you go, folks. Definitely check that out. Thank you, Andrew. And Scotty D, even though it hasn't been updated, you still got something out there. I do. It hasn't been. I keep on meaning to do it. You know, before it was because I was busy with the move, and then there was like this whole thing about like kind of getting motivated again. Now I really want to, and I'm kind of in the middle of a health thing that I won't get into. <laughs> but uh, <sighs> one day, hopefully, I will update my website. But it is still there. It's called moviocrity.com, and you can read a lot of my reviews, see links to some of the podcasts I've been on over the years, including ones by Mark and by Derek here. Um, and, uh, yeah, and there's also a web series I did called Moviocrity uh, that hopefully I'll revisit one day. Uh, it's on YouTube, but I always tell people the best place to go is Vimeo because they still have every single episode up there, unlike those crappy people at YouTube who try to ban me from every place. So uh, go to Vimeo.com slash channels slash Moviocrity for the show. And then moviocrity.com for the uh, reviews. And and to translate that, that means they show the boobies on Vimeo. So they show the boobies on Vimeo, and you don't. <laughs> oddly enough, it's not meant for kids, but uh, Vimeo. But uh, but uh, I'm still allowed on Vimeo where there is not an age gate. So. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen, for the. I know we went long tonight, but I appreciate it. Made it a little extra special with the theme number two hundred. Um, and, and here's to the next coming hundred. Uh, appreciate every single one of you. Yeah, now, now just say goodnight, Joe. Good night, good night, gentlemen. Hey, all my friends out there looking for more spoiler room goodness? Then why don't you check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash specialmarkproductions, where you can get access to exclusive spoiler room episodes and a whole lot more. You can also find us on Facebook groups at SMPRD and on to Twitter at SpecialMarkPro. Let your voice be heard and let us know what you would like to see in the spoiler room, as well as just how we're doing in general. We appreciate your support, and remember in the spoiler room, the conversation is fresh, but we do spoil the movies.